Did anybody hear that? I did. Yep. Yep. Oh, sweet Jesus. Thank you. All right, let's do this before it freaks out. All right, let me check the NAS. Make sure we're writing. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Our first podcast, um, UFOs, what are they? Uh, we have uh, Ed, Josh, Sarah, and Burning. And I'm just going to use everybody's first name. I'm not going to use handles or anything. Uh, we can edit all this out. We can uh, totally delete this thing if it's not what we want. Um, but I really wanted to get you eclectic group of people together uh, from my past to my present uh, to explore podcasting, basically, and uh, maybe talk about something interesting. I um, We did introductions earlier, um, so I'll just do them again. Um, Ed, Josh, Sarah, and Vernon are all um, geeks, nerds, IT, and engineering type people. Um, and uh, we all share an interest in this uh in this topic, for me, uh, I'll start. Uh, I am a skeptical believer. Uh, I believe something's going on, but I'm not really quite sure what's going on. I'm not sure if they're angels, if it's ET, if it's the military, if it's weather, if it's another dimension, possibly time travelers, uh, which says it's us, uh, or some kind of mass hyst- uh, hysteria or a hoax. Um, with that said, I, I sort of think it's like the Da Vinci Code, um, where it's a mix of all of these things, uh, history, myth, legend, and good storytelling. Um, some of these things uh, definitely are unexplained, and um, I'm not really that big on conspiracies. Uh, I do think that the military is covering some things up, one, because they have secret aircraft, and two, you don't want to be a superpower and say that there are things invading your airspace that you have nothing, no control over. So um, with that said, that's my little speech on what I – briefly what I think uh, is going on. Um, I have some more ideas uh, that we can touch on later on. But uh, Ed, why don't you go ahead and, um, and give your synopsis of um, what you think is happening, uh, what you think UFOs are. Uh, go ahead, Ed. Okay, well, I'm kind of a skeptical believer, too. Um, one thing that um, all of the uh, UFO hysteria has failed to produce is physical evidence. And most good science is based on physical evidence. So, yeah, leaves a question in my mind, is this uh, just mass hysteria? But um, I've had a few personal experiences myself. Uh, that are unexplained events, and um, do I think that we are the only intelligent creatures in the universe? No way. I, it, it, I, I agree with Carl Sagan. It's, it's absolutely impossible for us to be that um, narcissistic, uh, or, or it's impossible... For us not to be the only intelligent creatures, it's a very narcissistic uh, uh, attitude. However, we're listening very hard for them with the SETI program and not hearing a whole lot. Um, so maybe they don't want us to know they're here. 
but why would that be? Why would they be here but not telling us they're here, but still being visible? So I'm kind of on the fence. Um, sure would like to see some real physical evidence someday. All right, well said. Um, so, Josh, um, and, and I'll explain this to, to Vernon since uh, he, was, uh, he, he wasn't privy to this information. Josh is on satellite, so uh, we need to give him a little more leeway. The, the, uh, the delay is a little longer. So if you're having a one-on-one with Josh, just you know, cut him a little slack. For me, it's about, about a three- or four-second extra delay with Josh. So, uh, Josh, uh, proceed, please. I think I'm going to have to agree Brad and Ed on this. I'm going to have to follow the skeptical side of things. Um, but I believe we don't have a lot of scientific evidence on it. I do believe that uh, that you're right. There's definitely some military stuff going on, I think possibly unrelated maybe to some other stuff. And uh, But at the end, I'm with, I'm with Ed that uh, it's kind of – it's shallow of us to think that, that there's nothing besides us out there. Uh, that kind of sums up my thoughts. Okay. Um, so, Sarah, you have a uh, you have uh, some thoughts on this? Well, um, like all of you, I'm very skeptical, but yet very interested in this matter. Um, and do I believe it's out there? I do. Um you know, I think that there are other entities in the universe, um, but, you know, why haven't they, if they're coming here, why haven't they let us know? And uh, I think the military does have a lot to do with it. You know, people see things that they can't understand, and, you know, they don't tell us what it is. Um, and also, Brad, I believe there is other dimensions, which we have actually proven, you know, with electrons hopping in and out. And uh, that's not beyond a possibility that, you know, it could be a extra-dimensional thing. Um, that's okay. bad, I suppose. And uh, so, Vernon, uh, what, what do you think? What do I think about UFOs? Um, I think, in part, the, the whole topic of UFOs in general, I think is actually, what we're looking at is actually a sliver of a grander concept, if you will. I mean, you know, when you when you think about how we we can't seem to find evidence, or, or we always question why is it that they don't just make flat out contact with us? Uh, the way I see it is this: imagine, if you will, that in this day and age we were able to go back and visit our Native Americans, and in doing so, we come to realize, you know, what if we were to show them some of the technology that we have now, how to make uh, gunpowder? or how to make just other things like that that could potentially be used in a way that we, you know, unknowingly or out of ignorance and benevolence gave to them, and they turned it into something that obviously ends up being ultimately their destruction or, uh, to a greater extent, you know, just cause all kinds of havoc that they would have otherwise never been exposed to. Now, we being the quote-unquote more advanced uh version of that society, of, of that humanity, can obviously anticipate, well, you know what, if we provide them these things or if we allow them to get notions of this potential technology, imagine what we may end up disturbing. And not to 
fly off the handle into the uh, science fiction side, but think about this, the, uh, what was it called? The Prime Directive, if you will, with Star Trek and, and all this. You know, they can never let themselves be seen when they were supposedly monitoring some younger civilization. Now, as far as uh, travel and, and technology, uh, it's, to me it's not a question of, of if, but rather when. Uh, it's kind of like trying to figure out a puzzle that's based on the resonance of energy, if you will. Uh, they use it, they manipulate it, they can bend space and travel great distances within, you know, traveling at, you know, faster than the speed of light, etc., using, you know, magna stars and whatnot to, as propulsion. And they do this uh, incredible, what to us it would appear beyond anything we could possibly begin to, at least at this point in time, truly begin to comprehend. Uh, that said, uh, because they are able to, in my, my opinion, uh, bend space, travel faster than the speed of light, traverse what we perceive as our, you know, our domain of reality, uh, it leaves a lot to be said as far as you know, what other realities they may traverse or exist through as they come to ours. With that being said, uh, it's only, you know, like I say, it's a question of at some point, somebody, some person's thought process is going to resonate in such a way that the right thoughts will come into alignment. The right notion will appear within this person's mind that could potentially really unlock that one last door that we as humanity have yet to be able to traverse. Once we get past that, the proverbial, you know, nugget of information that these extraterrestrials, these advanced beings have up until now been masters and been able to manipulate, that will become ours. But until we, I guess, evolve, if you will, uh, through uh, circumstance, through natural selection, through our own uh actions and reactions and consequences until we get to that one point that one little synchronicity you know then until until then we're going to we're going to be leave you know left with conjecture and uh anticipative projection of what we think is actually out there or what we believe the government to be hiding i mean you know like i said it, you know tomorrow that big black obelisk suddenly appeared in front of us we probably go up to it, rub on it, touch it, yell at it, sing to it. Who knows what we do in trying to establish some kind of communication, some kind of relativity to it. And in doing so, we may eventually have that understanding that we so, you know, we've desired ever since we first had the notion that what is that thing flying up in the sky? And until we get until we get to that point, we're, this is going to continue to be a, a hot topic of debate. All right. In my That's opinion. All no, that's awesome. I mean, everybody. I think, I think we're all of the of the same mind because we're we're engineers. We're 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 thinking people, um, but but I think we're also you know we're we're um, we're truth seekers as well. So uh, uh, that's awesome, everybody. Um, so I so what I think we should what I would like to do now is um, you know th this topic is, is very very broad. I mean, there's there's a million things under the UFO umbrella, and we can't cover them all. So I want to uh, I want to go to sightings, okay? 
and um, I want to, you know, think about a sighting, uh, something that maybe you've studied or maybe something has happened to you or, uh, or maybe something that you know about um, or you're interested in. There's a bunch of them. Uh, I'll take the easiest one, which is Roswell. Thank you very much, um, which uh, actually led me to, to go out into the desert with my buddy Ed and uh, just – to see where this happened and to be at ground zero and uh, to, to experience all that and also all the super science that's out in the desert for me, which is the other side of this, um, why I think they're coming here or why they're buzzing around uh, these facilities. Um, I really think something happened at Roswell. Um, I, I'm really not sure if it was a UFO or some type of advanced technology that us humans uh, – had invented or, or some breakthrough or some nuclear breakthrough or some quantum, quantum physics breakthrough. Um, but something definitely happened out there. Uh, and I, I really, really think, believe Roswell or not, it was the linchpin. And it's what started a lot of this. And uh, sure, there were things before. You can go back and look, you know, in the Bible and in and, uh, and art history, and there are things in the sky and the Mayans and all of that, um, which is also, you know, that's interpretation, which is a lot of this UFO stuff is interpretation and where you're coming from and your belief system. Um, so, uh, yeah, back to Roswell. Um, you know, I, I really, really think they brought something back um, to Fort Worth uh, and to Wright-Patterson in Ohio. Why would they do that? Why would they take the wreckage and fly it, you know, secretly by colonels um, to uh, to Fort Worth and to Wright-Patterson? There's only one reason: is to analyze it. They're not analyzing a weather balloon. They know what the freaking weather balloon is, um, especially if it's a terrestrial object. They know what it is. They're going to they're going to put it in a pit and burn it, bury it, put it out in Area 51 so nobody can get to it. That's my the linchpin for me with Roswell. Why did they fly that stuff back? What are they covering up, and where is it now? Um, and these people who saw something, uh, especially in the hospital, why did they take dummies to a hospital? If these were dummies, you know, test dummies, you know, experimental dummies, why did they take them to the hospital? Why do you take dummies to the hospital? You don't take dummies to the hospital. These things do not add up to me. I've read Project Blue Book several times. I've watched all the things, and like I said, I went out there. When I was out there, I, you know, I, I, I got the feeling. Maybe it's just you know, the emotional side of me came through. But I really, really thought, why do all these people come here? Why do these stories persist? Something is going on. So, is this something from my from our past? You know, from 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 you know way back that 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 we want to believe. You know, I something all of you said is you know it would be ridiculous to think that um, we are the only the only intelligent beings in the universe. I agree with that. However, there's more than one universe. There's more more than one galaxy, and. Um, the distances are so great and so astronomical. I could see them sending probes to us. They send a probe. I, I, these things have got to be so highly advanced. Like Vernon was saying, you wouldn't show a caveman a big lighter. No way. You wouldn't show a, a dude from 2008 the way to, 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 to bend space-time, you know, uh, to, to, cre- to create a loop. Uh, so you could go to other galaxies. You just wouldn't do that. So what? But if not, 
why don't they hide themselves better? Don't they have cloaking devices? I mean, don't they have a way to hide from us? Or maybe this is a gradual way to, A, colonize us, B, bring us into the fold, i.e. the movie Contact from our good friend Carl Sagan, um, or is it is it just not there? Is this something else? Are we are we just deluding ourselves? But I'm going back to Roswell. Sorry, I got off track. Why why take dummies to the hospital? Um, why fly wreckage that you know is terrestrial and it's your own to these two top secret bases? Um, I have a problem with that. So um, the whole Roswell thing is kind of kind of my holy grail because that's kind of where it all started from. And those two questions or what I want answered, and nobody can answer those. There is no answer for that. So I'll uh, I'll uh, move on to uh, uh, to Ed. Um, I think Ed uh, can relate a personal experience if he wants to do that with you guys, or, or maybe he wants to talk about another sighting or event. So uh, go ahead, Ed. Well, um, yeah, I can tell you about a, a personal experience, but uh, before that, I want to reflect back to the Roswell thing, <clears throat> and, and you're questioning why they took this weather balloon wreckage to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, Dayton specifically. Um, I have a friend that I worked with in my uh, in one of my previous careers. Uh, as as Brad knows, I don't know if the rest of you know, I, I'm in uh, very high-tech electronics manufacturing technology, the stuff that grows electronics. Anyway, um, one of my cohorts in crime, uh, he has a Ph.D. or had, he's passed away, but he had a Ph.D. in uh, metallurgy, and he was uh, very involved in uh, military uh weapons reliability studies and things like that and as electronics got integrated his skills in metallurgy applied to electronics so that's kind of how I knew the guy um, he got called out during the he's much older than me of course, but um, he got called out to um, Wright Patterson to analyze a foil material so he threw it on a scanning electron microscope, and uh, its spectral response, you know, they can do, uh, like, FFT analysis of of its wavelength responses, um, OJ and techniques like that. Anyway, uh, he said, this stuff doesn't exist. We don't know what it is. It's an alloy of some sort and a polymer of some sort, but it... Uh, it's not something that we can make now. And and this is the legendary foil that you crumple it up and lay it on the table and it straightens itself out. Um, so here I have a hearsay first-hand person's uh, <laughs> uh, first, first-hand person's uh, ex- explanation of this material. Uh, but again, it's hearsay. I didn't see the material. Now, if that material really does exist, why hasn't it been released after all these years to the technical community to reverse engineer it? Maybe they did. Maybe that's what some of our new alloys, super alloys are. The uh, 
you know, nitinol and, and things of that nature. Um, it's very possible it was a nitinol alloy because nitinol would behave that way. Uh, but we can't make it in foil yet. Um, so that that's just kind of my reflection on what you were saying, Brad, is, is you know, why would they take this stuff clear across the country when it's just a freaking weather balloon? I don't think it was a weather balloon. But show me the evidence. They don't want to let that go. So moving on to experiences and sightings and so on. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a sky watcher, so I see a lot of things that most people don't even notice. Um, I actually spotted a meteorite, uh, you know, a fireball, and logged it on the, on the, the fireball, uh, National Fireball Registry, so to speak, um, and nobody else saw it. And I don't think I was hallucinating because I was driving and sober. Uh, but um, I had an experience back, oh, maybe 20 years ago. I was in, on a field operation uh, installing a piece of equipment in a, uh, yeah, I guess I could say their name, Honeywell Missiles in Space out in Glendale, Arizona. So I flew out there. I guess it was on maybe a Monday, and got uh, got the project started, and then my field tech that reported to me, um, I had to pick him up at midnight in, in Phoenix Airport, which is about half hour to forty five minutes depending on traffic. So I gave myself an hour and uh, uh, drove down there and picked him up. His flight was on time threw his crap back in the car, and we drove up to the hotel. I picked him up at midnight. Figure worst case, um, it was 12.45 when we got there, but more likely 12.30. And uh, I said, hey, before you check into your room, let's go get a cocktail. And the uh, the guy at the desk said, um, you're not going to get a cocktail here. The uh, lounge is closed. So really, I was open when I was here earlier. What time's the lounge close? He goes, that closes at 1 o'clock. It's like, uh, what time is it? It's just 20 after 1. It's like, wait a minute, this math doesn't work. Well, the thing I failed to mention was on this ride up with Bob in the car, um, somewhere out in the middle of the desert that's now populated with uh, all kinds of um, strip malls, but uh, back in those days, it was just barren territory. Uh, as we're driving along, I saw this bright white flash, and it was—it filled the entire peripheral vision, um, almost a painful white, but it didn't really hurt. It was just intensely bright inside the car as well. Now I have high blood pressure, so I thought maybe I popped a blood vessel or something. I turned around and said, "Hey, Bob, did you see that?" He goes. Yeah, what was that? I said, I don't know, maybe ball lightning or something. I, I don't know. And we both kind of wrote it off. But then connecting that event to the event at the hotel, it's like, wow, did something really happen? I have no evidence of scarring. I, I don't have memories of uh, alien contact. But something happened. Uh, possibly there was a tear in the in the uh, space that is continuum odd. that we went through. 
I don't uh, know. I don't know okay, what happened, so, uh, but it was weird. Josh, uh, what do you got? Ed is special. Um, yeah, what 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 is his nickname? is special Ed. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 want to clue you guys in on that. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm so sorry. Ed. Wait, that, go, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I ride the yellow bus. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, I don't really have a, a story like that to contribute. I do know that you know there's. There's been some, I guess, unexplained things that I've seen. Uh, spending a lot of my life out of the, you know, dark skies and out in the open. Um, you know, I've seen a seen a lot of weird weird things in these in the sky. You know, they could be a, a aircraft. They could have been meteors. You know, I, I can remember one time me and some buddies were were camping and. Uh, we were all just sitting out on the hood of a truck, staring up at the sky, talking and whatnot. And uh, we noticed a couple of things, you know, flying around. You know, we're just staring up, and then one of the whatever it was just stopped, and it just sat there. And we were all, you know, kind of joked about it. You know, we just thought maybe we'd lost track of where it went. And we sat there for a long time, probably I would say over an hour, hour and a half, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, it was still there, and when it left, it just was gone. It was a streak. It was uh, pretty unexplainable. We still talk about it sometimes, trying to figure out what it was to make sure that we all, you wow. know, there's three of us, all so right. we all did see it. Uh, so, Sarah, uh, kind of unexplained to, uh, there. Relate some stories or something, or something uh, that uh, possibly uh, that you've studied. Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, that was really interesting, Ed. Just wanted to thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the things we were talking about earlier was uh, Contact, the movie. And uh, that made me think of how we don't have physical evidence and how it, they didn't either, but yet something had happened. And I thought that was very interesting to think about it that way, um, which also made me think about the other movie that, I can't quite remember the name, but uh, we were sending people to back in time, but yet it was going through another dimension, and uh, in that universe, they had actually made the technology, and we haven't, and uh, they were the ones that were actually doing it, and when you came back, you weren't the same person. You were the person from the other universe. Um, anyway, I thought that kind of related to some of the stuff we were talking about. But uh, the incident I've been thinking about is uh, the one in Stephenville. Um, it was close to home. Um, I thought that was really interesting. We heard in the, on the news that several people had witnessed it. But, but uh, you know, I was really waiting to see what happened. And about that time, they quit talking about it. So uh, I did some research, and the government says it was F-16s, 10 of them. But yet, two days before that, they had said, no, there wasn't any F-16s. And uh, these people said that it was very, very quiet. And I don't know if y'all have heard of F-16, but it's all but quiet. And they fly around this place all the time, so these people would have known what it was. 
And uh, these sightings were from Stephenville all the way down to Houston, kind of in a straight line. So I don't think it was people kind of jumping on the bandwagon, or, or it would have been more of a, you know, a circular area, not just a straight line. And uh, they say that what the guy caught on is probably an airplane, but uh, I can't imagine somebody filming an airplane and not knowing what it was. And uh, they had said it looked like ribbons in the sky, but really small. And that made me think of uh, like maybe a solar wind or something like that. But for it to be real small like that, I can't see where that would be what it was. And then to track from Stephenville to Houston might make you think it was something re-entering the atmosphere. You know, some of our space junk that we threw up there. But um, anyhow, that's what I've been thinking about and wondering, you know, what really happened. Because we haven't heard much about it since then. And, um, the, you know, I've seen other stuff that what didn't really turn out to be anything. Like there was a blimp over Austin one time. And it just looked amazing. I mean, it was the regular cigar-shaped UFO. And if you didn't know any better, that's what you would have reported. Um, you know, out at night, I've seen the satellites go over, the space station go over. And uh, one night, I did see the fireball, like Ed was saying. It was about a 1,000 feet up, went right over the top of the house. It was amazing. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, um, I haven't really had any. I, I've started looking into the uh, Stephenville thing uh, myself as well. And, uh, so, uh, Vernon, well, um, can it. you relate something? Um, well, I can't say that I've had a quote an actual UFO centric experience of uh, of the type as described by Ed uh, I think if uh, if I had uh, I'd be a lot more adamant or highly more vocal about it to say the least um, what what I can relate as far as experiences go and I guess uh, on a slight tangent just uh, to some extent historically what's led me to Engender the philosophy that I follow at this at this point in time, with regard to extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, take, uh, for example, historically, mind you, uh, uh, you know the ancient civilizations such as the Aztecs or the Inca. Uh, again, it was you know these these civiliz- civilizations suddenly manifested these great jumps of technology in terms of their mathematics and things of, uh, along those lines. And, you know, even now they are still trying to figure out how it is that they suddenly abruptly uh, just kind of winked out. I mean, these were very huge, uh, very successful civilizations as they were, societies, in, in, in fact. And to have them suddenly wink out, you know, you can't help but wonder, you know, when they when they discover that there's a 3,000-year-old battery, you know, basically half buried under nearby one of the pyramids in Mexico – and they can't figure out for the life of them just how the heck, you know, they get a 3,000-year-old battery. You know, it's, you know, you have an atho and, and the surrounding medium that was helping to generate, you know, the current. And this thing is like, you know, half petrified. They can't figure that out. So somewhere there has to be a small jump of faith that such experiences, you know, these things that happened, you know, historically, 
leads, leads you to wonder, you know, at what point, where is the next battery going to be dropped, shipped, so to speak, here in our society? Or are we now too far awake to to not realize what it would be if they were, in fact, to, to try and bring us that new proverbial, you know, that the new uh, the new and improved battery, as it were, that would possibly allow us the, the travel or the advances in technology that would extend our lives or even alter them, alter the, the way we exist. And I don't mean uh, living everyday life. I mean literally uh, what makes us, you know, the, the being, the energy that can, that can, you know, that keeps our molecules together and makes us who we are. Uh, but as far as my personal experiences go, mine are more, uh, I guess you could say diluted, more in the, term, in the realms of mysticism, um, as it were, because of my great, my grandfather being, you know, a proverbial, you know, recognized witch doctor in Mexico, and being with him doing all the things that he did, and some of the just the far out and t- actually in some cases terrifying experiences that I witnessed, or happened to be there when things were occurring. That, quite frankly, there's just no way to explain things, and the fact that they always spoke of these other, uh, what they call the ancients, you know, that they would supposedly come to them and. And you know when they were in their in their little uh, uh, peyote infused uh, you know daydream, but it, it just makes you wonder you know where does all that is really stemming from? What's what's initializing? What's inspiring those kind of of thought processes going all the way back to these ancient Mayan, the ancient Aztec and the Incan, you know, that they were able these these basically simpleton Indians suddenly able to raise these architecturally amazing, you know, pyramids and calculations for the calendar and all these other things. Uh, to that extent, you know, is what makes me wonder, you know, where do we, where do we sit? Where do we, where do we, uh, where do we fit in into the next cycle, as it were? Why did they, why were they so open with technology? And I'm making a big jump here with these civilizations. But now that we have the, the capability of not just seeing it, but actually incorporating it and learning it. Why won't they come forward with it? Right. Well, that, that's I an interesting that's my, segue, my friend. Uh, um, as yet to be answered you know, question that I would pose. I, I've always thought whoever that is out uh, there the whole point. reverse see, engineering thing. Back with. Um, you know, you're talking about the battery, and then Ed was talking about the metal. I forget the actual metal he was uh, referring to. But uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the human race is so freaking lame that we need help from anybody. I have great faith in humanity. I have great um, faith in our ingenuity. I have great faith in um, we as a species to do anything we want to. I don't think I don't think Velcro is from the heavens. I don't think aluminum is from the heavens. I don't think um, the stealth technology is from the heavens. We did that. Humanity did that. And the reason I believe that is if we are going to leave this planet and go out into the universe, well, nobody's going to help us except ourselves. We're going to have to do this ourselves. Um, we're going to have to get over how much this costs, you know, as a nation and as a planet, and we need to start doing some of these huge things. We need another Kennedy in office to say, hey, we're going to Mars. And for not the United States, but for our species, for the human race to go right on and to get behind it and do it. 
um, I, I really, really get offended when people say that uh, things are reverse engineered. Um, you know, like we can't figure this stuff out. Um, I don't have to tell you guys what, you know, uh, we've done as a people and a species, um, you know, uh, black, white, Indian, um, you know, whatever, you name, you name a race, you name a, you know, you name a whatever, um, we, um, we can do this and we have done this. I mean, we built the VLA, we built the space station, we built the Hubble. I mean, you know, Galileo, uh, Leonardo, um, you know, all these great think thinkers, you know, uh, all you people in this conference, um, you know, we don't need help. Um, and quite frankly, uh, I think it's insulting. I, I, I just don't like that idea. Um, and there, there again, we all go back to there is no evidence of this. Um, and if this is such a big secret, you know, uh, well, we repaired the Hubble. Um, you know, it's you – know, well, we put glasses on it. I mean, we can put glasses on a telescope. You know, come on. You know, my uncle worked for NASA. Um, I grew up around NASA. You know, um, the first computer that I built, was, you know, was a mini computer in my in my uncle's uh, uh, garage. Um, you know, I, I've been around super science, and um, it it is it is it is our doing. I mean, it is our doing. Think about it. I mean, what if the shuttle had broke, what blown up? If we had this, if we had any. Any inkling of, of technology, right? If, if why would why did this shuttle blow up then, right? Uh, and why aren't we on Mars? Crap, we should we should be to Pluto by now if we have help. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I, that that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. And that was a good, you know. And that's a and, and I like that, the idea of the battery. You know that. Proves that we're really, really smart. Money. We may have ideas now, right? <laughs> I mean, we had the idea of the bat battery. I, I, I totally agree with Vernon. We had that idea, but they could not implement it because, I mean, people make leaps. You know, I mean, you may think of something right now, but you can't implement it because we don't have the technology to do it, right? Look at computers. Look what Babbage did. He built the first computer, but it was not realized for many, many, many years, right? And where we are now so um you know that's a good seg segue vernon and um you know i i i i just think that i just think that 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 argument to me is ridiculous so um that the whole reverse engineering argument so um we'll go back up uh so briefly so vernon what, what do you think about reverse engineering what, what do you think about that what, what i just said Reverse engineering is, is is non-existent, to be honest with you. I mean, it, you know, like I said in, during the initial my initial dissertation, it, it's all a question of finding the right person to ha that happens to be feeling in the right mood, uh, happened to scratch his left arm at the right moment, and his thoughts aligned, and the right notion suddenly came to be. You know, you have that that moment of lucidity where. I mean, you don't just see to the end of your arm. You suddenly see to the to that last little vestige of space, you know, being blocked by that little bit of dark matter out there. And suddenly it all comes into play, and you see it. And you can see that one notion that you've been in the back of your head, maybe since you were eight and you skinned your knee. Who knows when? Something started at some point, some little notion that just stuck in your head forever. 
and now at the age of 57, you know, and you're wondering whether or not you're going to go out and buy that brown pair of slacks, it suddenly just hits you. That one idea that could leap That's human engineering. forward, you know, without any other help. Now, can you say that that's reverse engineering? No. But, I mean, you know, anybody can say whatever they want because they don't have to prove anything. You know, and, and for us to say, you know, that's, that's just standard evolution. And the fact that with so many, uh, how can I say it, so many variables, the immense, the immensity of, of the variables that come into play, not just here in our little tiny world, I'm talking the universe itself. I mean, you know, you take it, you keep it even smaller, just keep it to the, our own galaxy. The sheer immensity of variables coming into play, they may just happen to synchronize in one little spot for just the briefest of moments, and it happens to be inside your brain. And in that moment, you will have that one uh, epitome-like one thought that will help advance one particular type of technology beyond anything that we have yet to master. And that's what I believe is actually right on. the case as so, far as uh, Sarah, what, us what, what do you think about as a race, as, as beings trying to evolve farther into the realms of not just our world, but break the border, the barrier, and, and eventually lead us beyond it. Um, well, I was going to say something about what Vernon was talking about there, about uh, the ideas that just jump into your head. Um, they had done this research, I believe it was in the 60s, maybe the 50s, with some mice. They were teaching them to go through a maze, and uh, uh, they'd get better and better at it. But then they would breed the mice that did it the best. And they were doing this, and it turns out, I think they went back to the project uh, maybe in the 80s. And it turns out that these mice would go through this maze faster in the later generations. Yeah, I, isn't that so called it's shared almost like experiences? They were passing this information to the to the uh, you know the future descendants in some sort of way that we don't know. So I, I thought that was very interesting as to yeah yeah. And, well. Uh, uh, yeah, there is another one, Sarah, very similar. Uh, a recent uh, article I was reading, and forgive me, I, I don't remember where I was reading it, but um, where basically they, they took uh, simple earthworms, trained them to go through a small maze, okay? They then, believe it or not, they killed the earthworm. They, they ground it up. They fed it to other earthworms, okay, completely foreign, brought them into the same maze, and the earthworms were able to navigate it as if they had been trained through it. So it makes you wonder, form of instinct, how possibly. was that conveyed? How was that experienced from one type of organism? How was that shared and given and programmed into these other organisms that had no connection whatsoever with the initial experiment? Yeah. That uh, people have uh, also claimed that it's uh, some kind of cellular memory uh, or down at the protein uh, molecular level. You know, this, this type of experience is engraved it's a it's a a persistent resonance of experience if you will uh, i'll just coin that phrase there uh that actually gets conveyed onto another organism that happens to ingest it somehow or absorb it well it was determined by uh dr john Lilly, who wrote the book the mind of the dolphin that uh 
dolphins actually communicate graphically to each other. They can show each other essentially photographs. So maybe they're communicating using a different technique than Amer- uh, than humans use. You know. So, uh, Josh, you got any thoughts with, on um, on reverse engineering uh, down there in Texas? But dolphins communicate in three-dimensional graphics. That's actually a pretty neat notion. <laughs> yeah, that's it's an it, it's it's a deep subject. All right, so guys, um, well, and ladies, I'm um, kind of on board with what you guys what, have said. Um, I don't think I've got what, a whole lot uh, to add to that. The, 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 the thing, <laughs> the thing that always comes to the the end of all of these discussions, TV shows, books, all of this, is um, is what do you want to believe? That's what I always think. I watch these things, I I I I ponder all of this stuff. And in, in the dead of the night, alone with my own thoughts, I often ask myself, what do I want to believe? What, and, 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 and let, me, let me tell you what I mean by that. What, would, I, would I want to wake up in the morning and see George W. Bush, well, just because he's the president, let's just say any president, shaking the hands with some E.T. on, on the, on the uh, White House lawn? Um, you know, this would have major implications for for people who you know who have a belief in in something, um, you know, especially you know um, Christians, um, because of what the Bible says about you know how special we are, uh, and how the Savior came to save us. That he came, to, you know. I, I don't want to get off into religion, but but you know, just as an example, you know, is he going to save the little green men as well? And then what about our economy? What about our military? What would happen to the world? Do I mean I, I ponder these things. Do I really want this to be true? You know, I mean, because if you, it's like if you're a, um, you know, if you're you're a detective and you investigate something, you want to get to the end of something, right? And you find and you find um, you find at the very end of your journey something very vile and disgusting, you know, and. Uh, it's not what you thought it was going to be, you know. The old movie, you know, to serve, you know, just you know, uh, uh, to serve man. You know, they came here and uh, there was a book, and uh, on the cover of the book it said, you know, to serve man. You know, and being humanity and the selfish, you know, uh, creatures we can be. You know, it's like, oh well, they're here to, you know, to serve us, and you know, get on the ship, and we're going to go back to, uh, you know, uh, to the to the mother world, and you know, we're you know, it's a paradise. When actually the book is a cookbook. Um. Yeah. You know, what do you want out of this? You know, and so for me, I'm not really sure what I want out of this. I want the truth. I think it would be super cool, you know, to know about their technology and know about another race. Hell, I'm excited. I met a dude from Venezuela. It worked the other day. A dude from from another another world. You know, would they and would they feel the same way about us? So we got to be careful what we wish for. So my question to you, and I'll start up at Ed. Um, what, what, what would you want personally? Uh, think about it personally. Uh, out of a, a close encounter of the of, of the third kind, and out, you know, for the world, what what would you like to see come out of that, Ed?
Um, <clears throat> well, first off, I would uh, I would hope that it tied it all together. The Nephilim from the Bible, which were the giants from uh, another world, and the um, the uh, ancient uh, visitors at, that were involved in the Anasazi culture, uh, the people who taught the Egyptians how to build the pyramids without even possessing uh, an official wheel yet, and we still can't do that. Um, the guys who erected uh, Easter Island, the guys who erected Stonehenge, and all these pseudo-evidences of, of super intelligent uh, visitation um, tie it all together that they say, yeah, that was us. We did that. And, oh, by the way, you got the semiconductor just totally backwards. Electrons definitely do not flow from negative to positive. Uh, <laughs> but um, that that's kind of what I would like to believe. I would like to see come out of okay. the unveiling. So, uh, Josh, what would, a, uh, what would a what would a visiting us and, and an ET and being, landing on the uh, White House lawn mean to you to our society? Uh, I'd like to see them tie it all together. Well, I'm kind of like you. I just would like to know what the truth of it all is. I would, you know, I'd like to know, uh, you know, how long have they known about us, and you know, so so you know, hopefully you're kind of looking uh, for um, do like so many movies we see and just come in and blast them. But uh, you know, how long have they known about us? How long have they been watching us? And you know, what can they fix that we've broken? Well, maybe not help. Maybe some insight on uh, yeah. You know, so that you know, that's one of the. Um, we went wrong I, I, I with don't some mean to of our jump in here, but that's, and, that's one of the, um, the the themes and contacts. Or, you know, you know it could um, be the she asked that them. You know, that's the question. Reason you know, when she's before Congress, you know, too, and, and uh, you know, that's the you know, else. how did you do it? How did you survive? Because we're at the brink, my friends. Uh, but that's another that's another podcast. So, uh, Sarah, um, what would you like to see come out of uh, a landing on the White House lawn? Well. Um Kind of like what Josh said, um, some new ideas. Um, I would like to see a lot uh, of enlightenment in the science frontier, uh, particularly physics, since I'm really interested in that. Um, and, uh, you know, just to know how they accomplished everything. Um, and I do think it would be kind of scary to actually know that Right. What we thought yeah, was that's, out there that's, actually that, is and, and out that's, there. You know, that's um, it. I mean, I mean, you may let's, not let's think face that it, now, we're scared. But when you're presented with you know, it, we're, we're, sure we're scared. And um, you know, we, we reach and, out uh, you know, like a lot of things, and you know, personal sure relationships, good uh, our country, 
um, you know, our planet. We all we reach out, uh, but there's always that there's always that that um, fifty fifty chance that your 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 fingers are going to get burned. You know, there's going to be something bad out there. But the alternative is not to reach out, to go into a shell, and uh, never know, and have something wonderful pass you by. Um, so uh, yeah, I. I would love to see them land on the White House lawn. Um, hopefully, Mr. Obama will uh, will be there to shake their hand. But oh wow, got political. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm. You know, that that's another discussion, and God bless her. But um, she's made some mistakes lately. But that's a whole other. Another discussion. Um, Did you say mister? So, you know, guys uh, and ladies. Um, I, I thought we were looking for a missus there. Is there is, let's I just like do a, uh, just a free-for-all, if you don't mind. So, so Josh, um, is, is there something we haven't talked about or something you want to say or, or um, you know, some – you know, some insight about about the topic of uh, the general topic about UFOs that we haven't touched on that that, that you want to um, that you want to throw out there for us to uh, everybody jump on and uh, and debate with you. Okay, so uh, Ed, you got um. You got something you heard or something you disagree with with somebody on the panel, or, or uh, you want to um, think you know, so. have, a, have a have uh, a possible um, not even uh, just a discussion around or, or, now, or something though. just but, totally uh, off the no, wall you were, so. you were thinking around. Um, yeah, actually, Sarah brought something up. Is uh, extra-dimensional um, evidences that we've proved through electronics that the, there are other dimensions that were we weren't previously aware of. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what you said there, Sarah, but I would I would um, like if you can embellish that a little bit. Okay. Um, well, what I was speaking about there was the uh, when we look down with particle physics about electrons and how we can't determine we can't determine where they are at any given time because they're here and then they're gone. And the only way we can explain that is that they have jumped into another dimension. And uh, you know, with the brain theory or M theory, as you might call it, we found that there's just an unlimited number of universes out there contained within these brains and that they're touching each other all the time, uh, creating big bangs, uh, which, you know, goes into the big bang theory. And wow. uh, that we may That's way over my head. with one of these and actually <laughs> participate with the inhabitants of that one. But, uh, yeah, the part about the electrons is how we just, we don't know where they are part of the time. I think you're talking about the hole theory with semiconductor hole theory. Well, the absence of an electron that moves. Possibly, I'm I'm not familiar with that one, but. <laughs> okay, that's that's the the hardcore uh, 
uh, physics of semiconductor uh, theory, and and that really kind of tied to something I goofed about, but probably since you guys aren't really you know electrical engineers, so to speak, um, you didn't get it. But you know the transistor theory and that proves my says that, that electrons yeah, actually yeah. move from and that proves my the negative. Of a battery to the positive of, of a battery, if things were reverse and it's actually the absence right. of electrons away from the absence of electrons told us that moves how to do something, especially because you know What's building you know semiconductors, right, computers, right. and all of that. That's one of the biggest things is we don't know how to do that. Well, if if that was reverse engineered, then then it would have been right to begin with. We got it wrong. That proves what I'm saying. What, what, what do you think about that, Vernon? Um, the whole thing uh, with uh, with uh, the ability of uh, particles that. Uh, move uh, forward and backward, and, and you know through time, as they say, uh, they they have actually proven that there are particles uh, in uh, uh, in the accelerator that they were, that they used to have here in Texas that has long since died. Um, that they were actually able to prove that there. Uh, mind you, forgive me, I don't know the term for the actual particle that they identified, but apparently it was moving outside of what we consider our normal space-time continuum. It was coming into being, existing and perishing before it actually existed in our timeline. So, and that's where they postulated that, yes, there are particles that actually can move outside of our space-time continuum, move backwards in time, move forwards in time, where time is no longer uh, meaningful, so to speak. So that, that uh, kind of going back to the whole thing about, you know, as far as the free-for-all uh, perception of things, it is my view at least at this point in time in my life, and it may evolve or de-evolve, we don't know yet. Um, that's yet to be seen. Uh, the whole thing with, uh, with us as a civilization and our tie-in with advanced societies or advanced civilization, advanced beings, as it were, uh, you know, this is what I hope to find out or, let's say, hope to be proven right in, in my perception of things, that one day, you know, E.T. will show up and is going to hit some button or show us a, some super advanced form of a photo album. And it's going to show us being with them at the proverbial picnic that we had way back before we splintered off our exploration ship and ended up here. And for the sake of survival, we repressed our own memories to the point that we actually de-evolved. Now, what happens when our super advanced version of ourselves comes back? And suddenly that nugget of memory is reinitiated within us all. Within a few decades, we suddenly all progress and readvance to the state that we were when we first arrived on this planet. I mean, why would we pick such a foreign-ass, you know, backward place away from everybody? Unless it was an accident or an experiment that is eons in the making. And we're just waiting. You know, we're kind of... Uh, Suffering our own self-imposed amnesia, if you will. And that's why we keep starting to get all these notions like, wait a second, you know, we're starting to remember things. We're starting to remember 
flight. We're starting to remember nuclear fission. We're starting to remember how to manipulate particles that don't exist before they exist. Or, they, or how do how do we place ourselves outside of that timeline? How that space and time? Yeah, or just to get where we need yeah, to go. Yeah, or just and like a neighborhood, that, right? You know, you're in a neighborhood, and you're, and, you're and this is a bad analogy. And your uh, neighbor's, co- you know, he's barbecuing, and you know, he, he invites you to go over there, well, you know, and you know, he, he knows how to barbecue, but you know, say, hey, remember this? But he's not doing too good say, because oh, yeah, he's from California; he's not a Texan, right? So. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, work with me. And um, so, you know, you go in there and go, hey, dude, you're grilling. You're not barbecuing. Let me show you how to barbecue. So I'm the alien showing up, you know, uh, you know, you know, to the humans, the Californians and saying, hey, this is how you do it. And building on what they already know, you know, like a neighborhood, you know, like, you know, we're all neighbors. So um, in in closing, I I want everybody to um, to to basically just give a synopsis, you know, of, uh, you know, of. Of, of generally, let, let's just say this. Let's go around the around the table and say, and, and I'll just say, UFOs real or not real? Ed. Hey, Ed. Josh. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to watch that. <laughs> so 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 Ed, UFOs, extraterrestrial UFOs, real or not real? Yes. Okay, uh, Josh, UFOs, extraterrestrials, real or not real? Sorry, Sarah. Yeah, my is muted. <laughs> Vernon. Uh. Well, that about that. About, Real. <laughs> oh man, something's never changed. So yeah, that's you know I I, I agree too. I, I think they're real. Um, probable that there are other, I'm here, other folks I? out there. Yes. Real. Um, you know. Um, Wait, that they visited Wait, here. Oh, sorry, illegal alien space But uh, you know, you keep watching the skies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think we covered a lot of things tonight, and, and, and I think we got a real good basis for our UFO uh, podcasts. I'm going to try to break them up into um, into other uh, sub categories. Um, I think the next uh, podcast I want to do is, um, you know, would be uh, the spiritual type. Um, um, I don't mean religion. I mean, I mean like ghosts and paranormal and things like that. Uh, I find that very interesting, um, and. Um, you know, I, I really never had an interest in that until recently, um, and uh, I I have seen some things and heard some things, and I've had some things happen in my life. Um, I'll share um, uh, something that happened. Uh, my I think you guys knew my, my dad passed away, and and next time we talk, I'll uh, I'll share something that happened um, uh, that night, and it's something I cannot explain, and it happened to me personally, and I saw it, and. Um, it uh, it has changed me, so uh, we can look forward to, to talking about that next time. If you guys want to talk about ghosts, excellent. So I I really really tickled that everybody made it. Um, it's great talking to all of you. Um, we don't have to stop talking. Uh, I am going to end the podcast. I'm going to stop the recording. Um, Unless somebody wants to say something else, um, I'm going to go ahead and stop. So uh, what what do you think? Yeah, it's good.
Very cool, dude. Very cool.